0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you are. Welcome to Two Men with a Mic.
1: Good,
0: he's
2: back. Hey man, I'm back. Awesome. <laughs> How about you, sir?
0: What are you doing? I'm I'm in. I'm enjoying life. Not too bad. My wife still loves me, and my kids remember who I am. And they're all a lot. They're all still breathing. So, <laughs> what more can
2: I ask for? Well, you can have a sloppy Joe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes,
2: those were pretty good the other night. Sorry you missed out. Yeah, I am. I'm sorry too. You have a beautiful, wonderful daughter who cooks for you. Yep, just like her mama.
0: That's nice, dude. Yeah. Actually, you well, know, um. All of them can cook, just um, some do and some don't because otherwise they would (laughs) have (laughs) starved.
2: Or you'd revert to your bachelor ways like the way I live where a taco stand is my food source. (laughs) Well, that's good. You seem in good spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
0: Not too bad.
2: Did you have a happy Father's Day?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Didn't do anything. Um, You know, Saturday, Amber and I went down to uh, Santa Barbara and hung out with David and the Grass Mountain Band at Cold Spring Tavern. Did you see that
2: video? Yeah, I was going to tell you, you did a great job on that video, including the trippy part. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like there's a part where they're playing uh i think uh, what is it called table of creation which is a instrumental featuring a is it called a Diggery diggeridoo yeah do, okay but there's like a long trippy part and then um mr mitch distorted the video at that point <laughs> perfect for what was going on musically yeah it, it was Really great! It actually reminded me of our high school movie days and stuff. I felt good for you. Like, oh, check him out. He's you know stretching his creative legs here. Um, Gee, thanks, Dad. (laughs) My dad still likes me. That's right, son. You made me proud, son. (laughs) (laughs) No, I felt good for you because like as we've talked about on the show before, um, doing effects and things like that back when we were making films was actually really difficult and nearly impossible. But today with all these um, nonlinear video platforms for editing... You can tweak things pretty good, pretty easy. And I was happy to see you doing that. It reminded me of you um, making your own movies, you know, in high school and stuff, like Baptism of Fire. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, um,
0: think about what we could have done had we had this stuff when we were in high school. I mean,
2: oh, I know. God,
0: we could have actually made real movies.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like I remember, I, I made a film, uh, and it was about a lot of things, but the central idea—it's basically a guy meditating and then having all these otherworldly experiences. But in order to have an uh, otherworldly experience back then, it was like otherworldly experience achieved with the use of a red gel in front of the light. You know, like like <laughs> it was literally taking a piece of red plastic and putting it um, in front of a light so that it would it would look red whereas now like in Final Cut Pro or whatever you just click to the filters and there's just like all these ways to like tweak stuff Yeah. yeah it was it was it was really cool and you
0: know it's just been a good weekend I guess I know that you went and got to hang out with Julia and go over and and just hang out with the kids and gowan got to play on the swing set oh he loved
2: her swing set yeah that was really cool just uh
0: just felt like family all around you know
2: yeah for sure So my son was really cute he walked into your daughter's like she opened the door and he just walked straight in past her into the house then visited every bedroom and jumped up and down on every bed in the house (laughs) Um, there's a there's a room for a five-year-old girl and a room for a eight-year-old boy Mm -hmm. and um so one is very much like a boy room and then the girl room is all pink and it's very much a girl room but my son went in there and and the two little five-year-old girls were in there and he was jumping on the bed And like playing around and being goofy and um, laying next to your granddaughter there, the five-year-old and her little five-year-old friend, this other little girl in the room came up to me and said, "Um, can you get him out of here? Because we don't allow boys in this room. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny, dude. And then, yeah, he ran all around the backyard and, uh, um, your daughter has, I know because I looked at backyard play sets. Um, that's like one of the most expensive ones that you can get. And, and it's really elaborate with like a full clubhouse. It's and it's almost like a two story clubhouse on, on top of, um, you know, stilts kind of right, above right. the ground. And, um, I have a little play set here for him and he enjoys it. He's having a good time with it, but he's not that interested in climbing up to the little platform that I have. Cause it's, mine is more like a little open platform, but that's Julia. Your daughter has the full clubhouse and he, yeah. man, he went straight up the rock climbing thing, right into that thing. Like, no, <laughs> he's all. this is mine. Yeah. He was like mine, mine, mine. <laughs> and then he was jumping all around in the clubhouse. he went really high too like he he uh went up to sort of the second story in the clubhouse and um he just had a great time i'm really oh excited. that's awesome yeah
0: yeah that's cool I'm, I'm glad that um you know all that worked out and that was very cool of uh julia to to host you and all that and you know just just the whole weekend it it felt like kind of like our song of the episode which is going to be good vibes by chris jensen okay um you know it's just good vibes right i mean just just everything's okay
2: it, you know yeah it was a good weekend for that uh, yeah definitely and uh my brother showed up and and his wife my son's aunt showed up on Sunday um, along with my sister and and uh, uh, her boyfriend of like 20 years or something. And we all um, took my son swimming. Oh. And uh, that was really, I was so happy to see my family and so happy that they showed up. And then uh, my brother's wife is like a professional swimmer. Like she, she was on the swim team in high school and I think she was like the top swimmer. And then she spent a lot of years teaching swimming too. And so my goal is to teach my son to swim this summer. And um, so I am I will never force anything on him, but I'd sort of gently been introducing him to the water. But my brother's wife was there, the pro swimmer, and um, she just jumped right in with Gallen, And like before I knew it, she had him like kicking in the water and pushing off the side of the pool and like blowing bubbles in the water. Like all wow. the wow, yeah, dude. She and he loved her, and um, yeah, it was it was really cute, but it was also incredibly productive. Like I couldn't believe what she got out of him. Um, so actually, she said she's gonna uh, like we'll do some more days like that regularly. Maybe this week and um to, so that she can continue to teach him to swim that's so cool it what was a good. great it, weekend it was a great weekend it really was right that's good vibes right there right and vibrations that's for sure Good vibrations
0: yep so you know chris jensen and and his it's funny about that song was <laughs> so um it was a long drive for us Saturday because driving down there, it, it was, it was a four hour drive each way. Right. And we made it in one day. So we drive down there and, um, we, we get there, we get into Santa Barbara and we kind of cruise around and check some stuff out and take some selfies and just kind of walk out on the, on the, on the Marina thing. And, you know, then we head up to the, um, um what's the name of the place cold springs tavern yeah right which is it's very cool it's just up dude we're <laughs> so we're driving up there and um you know so you're you're heading up into the mountains and then you get off the main highway and there's only one sign when you get off the main highway you, you go and, and the road is like y-shaped and it's kind of like turning into old mountain roads, right? So not very well maintained or anything. And there's one little sign that says Cold Springs Tavern.
2: Is there another sign that says the hills have eyes?
0: <laughs> well, so we turn and then we're driving on this road and and Amber's like, um, Dad... Um, They're not going to eat us, are they?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because it's the old lonely road with nobody around.
1: Well, yeah,
0: there's no reason to. In fact, I don't even think the road goes through anywhere. There's no reason to be on that road. There's no (laughs) lights. There's no, no reason whatsoever to be on that road. And then you wind down these roads. And then all of a sudden is this like 100 plus year old buildings that used to be a water stop for the wells fargo uh wagon oh wow to water the horses wow and um it's now a restaurant and a bar tavern um sit out and you know they're smoking um brisket and, and prime rib and you know it's kind of outdoor seating and and great for a sunday afternoon but but dude you 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 have no reason if you don't know about that place you're never going to find it it's it, it was like you know kind of what's that um, vampire movie um dust to dawn where they got that bar in the middle of nowhere that no one knows about and then it's owned by vampires <laughs> and then and then they're only open from dusk to dawn and and basically whoever goes there they just feed on them and then push their cars over the cliff behind them
2: right <laughs> I <remember that> movie. <laughs> but,
0: but no cold springs tavern was not a vampire hangout are you You were there
2: after dark dude yeah <laughs> but uh very fun Very good vibes. That's cool. And that's what you made the video about. And it was it was really great to see. It looked beautiful. It's like, you know, this rustic old place in a forest and it just looked like very happy. Like it it seems like it'd be a lot of fun to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And Grass Mountain did a great job. A lot of happy people
0: dancing. So it it, it was it was a lot of fun. We enjoyed it.
2: Good road trip, sir
0: yeah yeah but uh, we were so we were coming back and um then you saw the vampires <laughs> they were following us
2: <laughs> was it dusk <laughs> <laughs> it got
0: to dusk what's funny was i basically thank god amber was there because then about three hours from the house or whatever because we stopped to eat right and we we're we we're like two two and a half hours maybe from the house and uh, and then I was just like, I can't, Amber. You, you're gonna have to drive. I'm I'm done. So, Amber brought me home. But what was funny was, um, of course, I fell asleep, and we're driving. And then I woke up to this song, "Good Vibes," and um, it's just a real cool, positive song. And um, I immediately texted Mike, and I'm like. Here's the song of the episode.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's Divine Intervention.
2: Yep. That song. But what, I'm sorry, I cut you off. What did, what, did, what did you say? Uh, It's, I don't know. <laughs> and that's how we like it. That's how, how we podcast. roll. I don't know. I don't know what I just said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know what it is, but it fits on here like this. <laughs> exactly. <Yep. laughs> and your daughter had a great time too. Yeah. Yeah. She had never. So, yeah, I'm
0: I'm I'm up for the award of father of the year because um, I took my daughter to a bar in the middle of nowhere to see a band play.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That does
2: make you father of the year, maybe father of the century, man.
1: Yeah,
0: not not many fathers can say what, you know, that for Father's Day weekend, they took their daughter to a bar to watch a rock band play. Or a bluegrass band play.
2: (laughs) Dude, I gave my niece and nephew booze for their high school graduation. So Oh, you go, boy. I'm up for uncle of the year. Yeah,
0: you're up for uncle of the year for sure.
2: Yeah. I got my niece like a little small bottle of sake. All right. And I got uh, my nephew who's going to be a Marine. um, I got him uh, like a big tall can of kirin beer which is a japanese beer um uh because he went to japan and he might be stationed in japan after he goes in the military so but i thought you know here's a cool uncle action (laughs) yeah i'm sure that went over great with his parents i checked with my brother first i asked him if it would be okay and uh
0: aren't you responsible where'd that michael come from
2: well yeah actually i i i didn't want to make any waves at all and i mean it popped into my mind like man if i were 18 years old and someone did that for me i would be totally happy i would think they're the greatest uncle ever yeah exactly (laughs) but then and so i i bought the stuff and then i worried about it so i called my brother and i was like um i'm giving your children alcohol (laughs) <laughs> is that okay with you <laughs> <laughs> but at least they weren't eight years old they were at least 18 yeah well because I, dude that's i mean that's when it's on anyway and yeah. um like i have a friend and one of his fondest memories now and he's our age uh, is the fact that his dad gave him a beer when he was 18 so oh like, yeah so I, I that's what i was really thinking of i, I mean and now He's our age and he's wandering around in hell. (laughs) Internally and externally. And then like the thing he flashes on was remember when my dad gave me a beer?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: I remember when my sister gave me a beer. So I understand that. Oh,
2: see? Yeah.
0: So and then I remember when we, you know, got busted by the cops buying beer. Yes, exactly.
2: (laughs) See, now I spared my niece and nephew from that event. Like. Uh, being busted yeah. by the cops trying to pimp beer. <laughs> yeah, because they got the uncle who'll just buy it for him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> anytime. Actually, it reminds me of the MJ philosophy. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. It's like, all right, you guys are teenagers. I know what you're gonna do. You, you're gonna drink, and you're gonna get in trouble. So why don't you just come drink at my house so you'll be safe? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really wise of her. She she probably spared us and her daughter, who was our friend in high school, um, trouble, you know? Yeah. Like acknowledge what's happening, you know, that they're the age for this and just try to protect them while it happens. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, we spent a lot of time at the end of the
0: at the top of Blaine
2: getting hammered. Yeah, which is amazing. You would never get away with that now. Um, the neighbors would come and get you, and the police would come and get you in no time. But it was a different era when we were growing up. People were much nicer, and I think the police were, well, I don't know. I, um, But, you know, we were standing out in, in the open, in an open lot surrounded by houses right off a of Main Street and never had any trouble getting totally wasted (laughs) (laughs) but again i don't think that would happen now if you went up there today no we're not recommending anybody
0: try that now because times are different yeah it's It's not uh, our fault you weren't born yet
2: yeah i i feel really bad for like the millennials and the new generations in in yeah they're missing out on a lot huh They are. I think our generation was the last generation of freedom in America and um, (laughs) where there was like civility and respect and um, and tolerance, you know, so you could do something like that. And people didn't flip out and the police didn't flip out. It was like par for the course on, on the path of the American dream.
0: I think it's time to. Share the next episode with everybody.
2: All right. We're going to share it. I've already forgot what it is. It's Uma part two. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Blessings to Uma. We love Uma.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad we didn't run her off. You know,
2: <laughs> we she,
0: she was all like, okay, guys, about 15 minutes. And then we talked for like 45 minutes more.
2: <laughs> yeah i know i know but luckily i mean she did have a good time and so she, yep. she did another episode with us and and i think she wants to do more episodes with
0: yeah her. yep yep <laughs> in fact uh we've even got an episode coming up with one of her dear friends so oh that's
2: right yeah she turned us on to this other very fascinating lady
0: yep so all kinds of different people coming and going and and re- returning and you know just a lot of fun stuff. And, you know, if anybody out there wants to or has a comment or, you know, you don't have to agree. If you disagree with something, I mean, we might play it. No.
2: <laughs> play it if you agree with us, I mean, we'll. Uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, go on to our uh, website, twomenwithamike.com. And then in the about section. At the bottom is all kinds of ways to contact us. And one of them is leaving us a voice message. So, you know, anybody that wants to be on the show or, or has something to say, you know, there's your opportunity. We'll uh, gladly uh, take your uh, comments and see what we can do with
2: them. Absolutely. We can agree to disagree here at Two Men with the Mic. Yes. We are open to other people's points of view, and yeah. even if we don't agree with them, we're happy to hear them.
0: Absolutely,
2: because we're secure in who we are. That's right. <laughs> Which because... is a field of infinite potential. Yeah. A perfect field of infinite potential.
0: Yeah, and and also like my mama, like my mama used to say, "I'm okay, you're okay."
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That was everywhere at one point. Remember, there were all like, I'm okay, you're okay. Coffee cups, posters, for yep. stickers. Where did that go? T-shirts. I don't know. It needs to come back now. Very strange to see the way people are behaving these days. Because today it's not, I'm okay, you're okay. It's, I'm okay and you are not. Or, I'm okay and you're totally wrong.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but not here on Two Men with a Mic. That's right. Okay, in with the mic, you're okay, and we're okay. Yeah, exactly. You say potato, I say potato, and that's just fine. Yeah, and all those other things.
2: Exactly. And
3: you can give all the information you need, because right now, you know, the deep state is playing with all this information, right? They're also pretending to be right-wing, and they're also doing something, and they're also feeding lies through the right-wing media. And I see that left and right. I see that left and right. For example, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger made a movie about veganism. I was watching it. I was like waiting for the catch. Guess what he did? He said, tofu is so good for your body. Bullshit. It's all GMO'd and they're saying it's good for your body. So he was literally very indirectly trying to sell soy. So, you know, they're trying to pretend like they're doing good. But what they're doing is they're, they're very, very subtly they're injecting some information. So what does the person who, is, who doesn't have their third eye open, who doesn't have their chakra open, who is not taught the traditional way of living as a human do? They're gonna say, oh, tofu is good for you. So one of my friends came and said, she's a weight trainer and she runs her own gym. Um, she comes and says, oh, my, I saw this uh, movie from Arun Did you watch it? I said, yeah, I did. She's like, "Well, what do you think about it? I said, yeah, I'll tell you what he's trying to do. He's trying to sell soy again, another genetically modified product. Right. So this is where people have to forget about religion, forget about everything. Literally connect to mother earth, connect every day,
1: mm-hmm. put
3: your feet on the ground, like open your chakras, stop eating those things that are causing your chakras to close. Stop, uh, you know, using fluoride based products. I actually stopped using the toothpaste that normal toothpaste 25 years ago in the U.S. I knew immediately there was something wrong with the toothpaste because when I was brushing, my gums were bleeding. I stopped it and I used an Indian toothpaste. And to this day, that's what I use. Because here's the thing about India, right? India has so many herbal remedies that are integral to the system. Nobody will come and tell you, oh my God, I read a report that turmeric is good for you. Because what they have done to U.S. citizens is they have literally taken everything out of them, made them into a robot, and they're feeding them information that is wrong. Mm -hmm. So we have to come out of this robot kind of mentality and literally become a human because what they've done to the U.S. community is transhumanism. That was part one of transhumanism.
2: Yes. So...
0: Out of all of this, and, and you know, I'm not trying to necessarily change the subject, but I was just, I'm curious, um, and I'm sure it ties in <laughs> um, to all of this, is your book, The Lion's Wisdom. How does mm-hmm. that fit in this?
3: Oh, very good question. So 2012, I had the awakening, and um, in, in January of 2013, uh, right, February or something, I was sitting, it was right before my birthday, and I sat and I said, you know what, dear God, I really understand you better than ever before, and I want to understand what love is, and I went into Amazon, and I don't remember the details, but there was a book called The, love, the Book of Love and Creation right in front of my eyes, if I had not had the awakening in 2012, I would not have appreciated that book. The book is written by a guy named Paul Selleck. And that book um, turned my life around and it awakened my chakras. It's a good book for people who are Christian and uh, find it hard to embrace the Hindu you know, basics of Hinduism. That book, literally, I would say read the first book, which is the uh, I'm the Word series. The first book literally opens your chakras in the, in, in the prologue. In the prologue, it, it awakens your seventh and sixth chakra. And, and what's the name
0: uh, of that author again?
3: Paul Selig. I will send you guys an email as well. Uh, S-E-L-I-G is his last name. He's a New Yorker. Um, and I read the book. And that actually changed my life. About a year later or so, A couple of years later, Paul Selig was in town. I was, uh, I went to visit him and I was, uh, you know, I was attending one of his workshops. And I said, you know, he channels uh, entities and guides and angels and whatnot. Uh, And just so you know, I no longer do uh, readings, uh, just so that I I, am present to my own uh, grounding and my own uh, energy. So um, he I was like, I asked a question, like, what's my purpose? And he was like, you know what? You don't need a purpose. You have to find your own purpose. And that was the best thing he could have done. So I came home the next day and uh, his third book, there's a chapter called the wisdom chapter. And I was reading it and I I pulled the chapter because it's my favorite chapter in the entire series he has written. And he has written probably seven or eight books now. The wisdom is about aligning yourself to your own wisdom. And this is what Mike and Mitch, we were talking about right now. There's so much information out there. Aligning to our own wisdom is so, it's such a deep well, it never exhausts. So I aligned to my own wisdom and I said, okay, uh, what do I do now? And I, I took a pen and a paper and I started writing. In literally five minutes, I started writing a chapter. I kept writing. And in 21 days, I wrote a book. Every day I woke up an hour and a half to two, I would write a chapter and I was done. And that's how the lion's wisdom came about.
2: Interesting. And And so what what is the book about?
3: The book is about, um, you know, uh, a lion. He's, he's imparting wisdom to human consciousness Mm. and it's, I enjoyed writing the book, but here's the thing. Oh, I, I actually, I have to take a step back. The Lion's wisdom was not the first book I wrote. The Lion's wisdom was the first book I, I published. The first book was a different book I wrote. And every time I wrote it would just information would just flow. And it, it was like, I was in a bubble. I, I wouldn't think, see, it surpassed your brain. It, you're not thinking, you're just typing and typing in like words and concepts and ideas and, you know, information would just keep flowing. And, and that's what I did. And in 21 days, I had 21 chapters. And once I was done with the book, I said, you know what, I'm too exhausted, I can't write anymore. I said, okay. And a month and a half later, I said, you know what, I think I'm ready to write, meaning in a couple of months. But literally the next morning I was woken up, I would get my arms tingling, And I would, I would be woken up at like five, between five and five, 15 a.m. in the morning, and I would start writing. And that's how it started going. And I'm not an author. I'm not a writer. I've never, ever, ever been interested in putting together something. Although very nonchalantly, I would say, oh, it'll be nice to write a book. That was like, not like very like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't like really like, oh my God, I really need to do it. It was, oh, it'll be good to do it. So um, that's what I wrote right after I quit my job while I was running my
1: food business. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, my, okay, so... This is a this also ties in with um, a a Christian idea. And so Christians would say God has a plan for you. Mm -hmm. And then I think the 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 Hindu and like Buddhist version of that is that it there is a plan for you. um, And it's 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 basically to dissolve your karma. And Mm -hmm. so if you follow your intuitions, um, you're and and you're basically following what God has outlined for you um, in the form of sort of a karmic path that enables you to like revisit and correct causal karma that you've created. So, All right. uh, yeah, so a, a, Christ, a Christian might say God has a plan for you. Get in touch with God so that you can fulfill the plan. And And a Hindu or a Buddhist might say, yeah, follow your intuitions because it's gonna take you exactly where you need to go to dissolve your karma. Is, is so that- I'm gonna, your...
3: I'm gonna take it a little bit higher. Okay. okay. So I'm gonna I'm going to send you guys this amazing blog, but you have to have a lot of, uh, um, so I, I think I'm using the wrong words, but just bear with me. We need a lot of courage to read this man's blog and I'll send it to you, okay? And a lot of information about Hinduism and everything I learned from this guy. So basically, In Hinduism, there's nothing called a god per se. There's the morphogenetic consciousness field. Mm
1: -hmm. The
3: morphogenetic consciousness field is everything. And that is the prime god, which is your own energetic makeup that is surrounding you. When you're born, your job is to expand that morphogenetic consciousness field. And according to this guy, his name is Ajit Bhattakaya. According to this guy, he writes, in Bali, there are certain temples that doesn't have a god in the center. And the theory that has been created is that, oh, there's, you know, all these, um, uh, you know, statues were looted and blah, 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 but actually they're they worshiping the morphogenetic consciousness field.
1: Mm-hmm. When
3: what is karma? And it is slightly different from what you're talking about, God's plan. In God's plan, you're sort of giving up your free will. And, I, and I'll explain what I mean, okay? And I, this is by means no disrespect, only an explanation. In the morphogenetic consciousness field, it is clearly tied to your karma. And something is brought to you. You have a choice. You're not going to ask God, is this right for me or not? You have to, with your own free will, choose what's right for you. And by your soul's choice, to expand that morphogenetic consciousness field. Because when uh, you're, you have seven chakras, right? If your seven chakras are not awakened, you're not going to be able to feel the morphogenetic consciousness field. So the reason I want to be careful with God's plan is, let's say you're only your first chakra is awakened. There are a lot of people, I'll, I'll switch to this even in Hinduism, where, oh, that's fate. No, fate can be used as an excuse to not do something. Fate doesn't work like that. So the, when you are raising your, your first chakra to your second chakra, you're, conscious, you're, you're constantly expanding your morphogenetic consciousness field. Mm -hmm. When you're not working on your chakras and elevating yourself on your chakras, you you will be like, this is all it is. And something comes along and you're like, well, that's fate. I've seen a lot of people use fate as an
1: excuse. Mm -hmm. And
3: fate is very beautifully explained by this guy as well. But going into it will be another big conversation. I want to get back on track. The thing is, you have to understand your own soul self. Your own soul is part of God's plan anyways. It is the God that is walking you down the path. And why not seek the soul's um, guidance rather than something that we think is outside of ourselves? Because sometimes people think God God has a plan. They're looking at it from an outside perspective. Only when you put God inside yourself, you can take that accountability for yourself. Does that make sense or am, am I rambling too
2: much? No, no, it makes sense. And so basically your books, you you might say you channeled them, but really what it was is that you're so connected with what you would call the morphogenetic field that is God, um, you're directly fulfilling God's plan, right? Like its that's the information that you are supposed to be presenting. And so the book wrote itself. Is
3: correct correct okay. that's a very good way to put it so i don't sit and think um there are times and, and we haven't even talked about my artwork which we don't have time to talk about it's it, it's my artwork takes it to another level i'll just lightly touch upon it when i started doing my artwork i never ever ever drawn anything in my life other than my biology record when i was in my 12th grade mm-hmm. if you see my patterns today like When I first started downloading the patterns of my work, I was flabbergasted because I am not an artist. Mm -hmm. How I got those information is we have to even elevate further from that. When we literally open our channels, we become a conduit as part of the consciousness. We're not separate from the consciousness. So rather than it's me doing the work, the consciousness is working through me. So my artwork is one thing I can tell you with confidence. It was just when I say it's not me, it's not like some entity got into me and started doing this and that. No, that's not what I'm talking about. It's my body became one with the cosmic body and consciousness. So there was no distinct between me and consciousness and the morphogenetic consciousness field, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I mean, it does to me. Does that make sense to you, Mitch?
3: <laughs> Mitch is yeah. like, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, it, yeah, it, it does. Well, on the subject of your art, would you call it sacred geometry?
3: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. um, what happened is, so this is what brought me back to Hinduism. So, if you look at uh, the nature, you know, if we, if we can take Hinduism out, we can take Christianity out, just go back to nature. Nature has all the answers for it. So, in nature, everything does in a very spiral fashion. Mm-hmm. and you haven't seen my artwork right
2: looking at it um could i okay so would you say so there's a morphogenetic field and and then in in a christian sense they say god is love um in mm-hmm. in my own experiences with my most successful meditation uh that's what i experienced that everything is <laughs> is made of love and and mm-hmm. then I've, I've also heard it described as the vibration of love I've heard mm-hmm. it described as consciousness, awareness, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, pure intelligence. Um, so it, could it be said that like there's this field of infinite potential that is love, that is consciousness, that is awareness, that is intelligence, and then from that field, there's another layer of sacred geometrical patterns that form the illusion that we're in on the top. It, is that how it works? And is that what you draw pictures of? i think we lost her again Uh oh now why would the intelligence community be mad about sacred geometry
3: (laughs) i don't know can you hear me
2: yeah Yeah. did you hear everything i said
3: every yes i heard everything you said so So
2: is that accurate
3: let let me let me give a different uh, perspective to this and i i think um what i'm thinking is We as human beings, even I'm I'm going to talk about my own personal experience. I had a very hard time accepting certain things when I started on this journey. And why is that? Because I wanted to understand everything. When we try to understand consciousness, God consciousness, morphogenetic consciousness field, we kind of are losing an element of, uh, what do I say, curiosity. And so then we get wrapped up into this whole linear way of thinking. This happens and that happens and that on top of this is there and then it's there. If we understand that morphogenetic consciousness is a big blob of something and we're inside it, part of it, integral part of it. So, you know, we are, as long as we think something out there is separate from us, we'll keep questioning all these things. One of the best ways, Mike, to experience this is just experience it. So for me, the artwork, I, had, I didn't have any questions. I didn't question what it is. I just, you know, I was brought to the space. I won't say I'm this big person that could do this. I'm not gonna say that. What happened is I was brought to that place and that's the best way to experience consciousness and spirituality. I was organically brought there And without me interfering, and the key word is interfering, Mm -hmm. without me interfering, I just started downloading patterns. And when you look at yourself as a human being, the DNA, the cells, the atoms, the molecules, everything is a morphogenetic consciousness field pattern. Mm -hmm. It is a geometric pattern. So when we are looking at something and saying, oh, geometric, it's, it's this and that, we kind of lose the sense of, the, the actual essence of what it is. The, when we want to be spiritual, the best point, the best part, and this is a lesson for me and from myself, is to not try to interpret it. When you don't interpret something, the experience is beyond your imagination. So, my artwork, when it showed up, I didn't say, Oh, I was scared like crazy, I'm telling you, I was so scared, you can't believe it. Because I started drawing literally overnight. Overnight, I, I woke up the next morning, I started drawing. It, ha- it doesn't happen to humans that way. And I'm, am I gonna say I'm special? I don't think so either. I didn't even know how I arrived at that point because what happened was a non-linear experience.
0: Right, it's- can I ask a question on your artwork? you You had said earlier about your artwork that it um you know is is kind of up for interpretation, right? you're 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 not saying what it is. and and so i I was just curious, is that because I noticed when I was looking at it and it was very cool, by the way. I really liked it. Thank you. Yeah, um, great. is it is that why I noticed, I know there's no nothing's labeled. There's no names of mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't say, you know, man by the sea or whatever, Mm -hmm, Yeah. you know, Yeah. is that why you didn't put a label on it was so that people could see what they need to see without you pulling them in that direction?
1: Well,
3: there's, there's several ways I could answer that question. First of all, when I was drawing, it was not through information that I drew it. So it's not even like I'm leaving it up to your interpretation. I'm saying, don't interpret it. Okay. So why would I say that?
2: There seems to be like a concept in spirituality that that the minute you define something, you destroy it.
3: Exactly. That's where oh, I'm trying okay. to get at my... Okay, well, yeah, that's, that's exactly, what I at.
2: That's why you didn't yeah, give it a name, so, right? No. You
3: so, yeah, I didn't do it consciously. Like, this is what I want to do. The way the whole thing panned out, that's where it led me to. I was giving... You know, you're drawing. You When you don't know what's the next line you're going to draw, other than... When I was drawing, I only knew what I was gonna do now. It is completely, talk about being in the moment. My art was the key. For, the thing is, as I was drawing, I didn't get information that saying, oh, you know what, this is what it is, go and do it. I had no information, it came from nothingness. So when what happened is, as I was drawing a week later, there's one diagram that has this green lines if you look at uh, it, it's like perpendicular lines and kind of like all these swirls. And that particular drawing, it, it moved me by leaps and bounds.
0: I like the purple one.
3: <laughs> uh, the purple one is also good, yes. The gr- there, but there's a story behind that green one. Like for me, I literally didn't know what was next. So when you don't know what's next, it creates a pattern that is not attached to your ego. Right
1: It, it, yeah. it yeah.
3: comes from a play from a very different place. Yeah. So when I finished the diagram, I was wowed by it. Since that diagram, I have done several that are even more beautiful than that. But for me, that is the drawing that I was moved to like I can't explain, it was a moment of like, oh my God, I cannot draw something like this again. I cannot recreate any of my artwork. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at that particular diagram, there's very precise lines, but none of them are precise. It has so many imprecisions that for a naked eye, you cannot see it. Mm -hmm. I I didn't use like a ruler and say, okay, it's one inches, one inches, one inches. I just kept drawing. And even the lines are not straight, but it gives you that illusion that everything is precise. Right. So when you actually you can do uh, chakra awakenings through my drawing, when you pull my drawing out and you sit with it, you can feel either all or one of your uh, chakras vibrating. And this is not me. That doesn't happen to me. Just so you know, disclaimer, it doesn't happen to me. People who sit with my artwork have called me and said, hey, this is happening to me. What do you think it is? I usually say, so just sit with it. Don't interpret it. So the whole point of interpreting something, because you're trying to bring your humanness into it and trying to interpret something that you don't have any knowledge about. You mm-hmm. cannot interpret something that we don't have any knowledge about. So I personally don't have any knowledge about these artworks. Mm -hmm. So I can't interpret them and put a title on that because I am literally disqualifying the infiniteness within it or part of it by by sort of like describing what it is. I myself cannot describe it. When I was drawing, I would be thinking about a certain color. And I would reach out and pick up and a different color would show up in my hand. And I would never say, oh, this is not what I thought. I would say, oh. Maybe I'm being guided and I would use that color and it would be the most beautiful artwork. So wow. I had to literally take myself out of my drawing. Right. And while I was drawing, I was led to how to use the drawing in order to heal. I wasn't, I did, nobody sat in my ear and said, okay, this is what you do with a human. You show it to them, you'd ask them. No, I ought as I was drawing, I knew it. And I had a session with 10 of my friends all of them had certain vibrations in their body. The only way you don't have a vibration in your body is when you're not open to the artwork or the work that I'm presenting. And that happens, and that has happened to me as well. Mm -hmm. So there is no interpretations. It is literally sitting with it, getting the vibrations and frequencies for Mm -hmm. yourself. What is interesting about this, it's not the diagram. It's a portal to the cosmos. When you start looking at the diagram, you see something beyond the drawing. And therefore I ask people not to get attached to the pattern itself, get beyond it, get beyond it. You know how much people struggle doing that?
0: Yeah. So if um, people want to see your artwork and review your books and stuff like that, where can they go to find Mm -hmm. all of the information about you?
3: So, um, okay, first, uh, the book is on Amazon. You can order it from Amazon. Second, um, I between January 2nd, 2020, up until October of 2020, I drew over 200 diagrams. And I couldn't upload all of them. Uh, So what I'm doing is I'm just doing in portions so that I can maintain some sort of sanity because if I put all of them, people are going to go berserk. (laughs) I had people, it's true. It's too many, um, you know, options. And Uh I had a friend who comes and who looks at my artwork. He said past 10, he cannot look at them. It's very difficult for him. And I've had several people say after 10, Uh It's too overwhelming for them mm-hmm. and this friend who, who couldn't see past 12 he said when he goes home there's a cleansing happening he either is in the bathroom all night or something happens so <laughs> it, it's true because you're purging right you're purging stuff from your body right. so it's you know i would say if you want to see anything more than that i can share in pieces of twenty to so that you can maintain your own sanity not for the sake of me you know um, and I'm also trying to find a way to get it out. And, and to, to be honest with you, I haven't, I've only sold two of my artwork. I haven't sold many mm-hmm. so, but because but, I'm not a marketing person.
0: But you, you have um, your, your website, right? Where, where people yeah. can go and find everything. Yep. What's, what's yeah. the website?
3: It's www.umashankari.com. I'll email it to you, the details as well.
0: Could, could you spell uh, it for
3: us? <laughs> Uma. Uma. S H A as an apple, N as in Nancy, K as in kitten, A as an apple, R as in Robert, I as in indigo.com.
2: You know, can I ask you? So I'm divorced and, and uh, I have a four year old son, and um, uh, my ex wife is um, mm-hmm. from Thailand. And um, so she was raised to be a mm-hmm. Theravada Buddhist. But so I'm completely mm-hmm. spiritual and I think the United States mm-hmm. is being destroyed um, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure it's going to turn around. I think, um, you know, talking to people like you and you sharing this information is going to help to save mm-hmm. uh, like not, you know, humanity and America. But I often I often sort of think about moving to India um, because for my son, I don't want him to go to an American school. Um, I I, I, w- I want him to like go to a, a spiritual school like in India where he would be taught the the truth. Um, I I I don't know. If you, do you know Sadhguru? Um, uh,
3: Mike, I'm going to send you to this guy's Ajit Varakayas website. He has written 163 parts of something called Sanatana Dharma. Okay. What Sanatana Dharma means is timeless Dharma. Mm-hmm. Um It's going to change your world. I promise you. Okay. Um, I usually don't send people to his side because he's very brutally honest. I only send people who can take his honesty and he doesn't mince his words. He does not mince his words. And sometimes it's off-putting, but he speaks the truth. My suggestion would be, there there used to be so many schools called gurukuls. Okay, gurukuls were destroyed by Western uh, invasion. Uh, they want to portray Indians as, uh, you know, beneath that they don't know his the education. We're going to teach them, blah, 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 all that stuff. So what, one of the things I'm looking at is opening a school that teaches this 163 parts of Sanatana Dharma. Mm-hmm. So before Hinduism, which was made into a religion, Sanatana Dharma means timeless Dharma. So mm-hmm. nobody followed anything. It was literally, you were born and you started following the principles. Mm-hmm. Um Moving back to India is amazing. Moving back for me was literally awakening. But mm-hmm. you really need a stomach for this. It is not the way, uh, you know, it's not like you as you go out and, you know, it depends on where you live, what you want. If you don't mind living in the boondocks, India is a great place. Gr- bigger cities are different, don't even get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I myself have wanted to uh, uh, move somewhere to a remote place. Um, my sister passed away two weeks ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, it was uh, very traumatic, very sudden, um, not uh, planned. We didn't see it coming. Um, the reason I moved to India was to be with family. And this is why I was talking about when I started, Like, to be with family is important. Move, definitely I recommend it, but make sure the, 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 the child still has connection with, with the family and everything. And the gurukuls have been destroyed and they don't exist anymore. And the ones that are there, they are doing good, but I wouldn't say they are doing fabulous. I have to find one where they are teaching the basics of the Sanatana Dharma. Mm-hmm. What I would recommend is reading this guy's blog site. It is amazing. It He speaks the truth. A lot of what I speak comes from his blog site. And I'm telling you, he is not lying. He's, he talks about, he knows everything about the American judiciary system. To the, to the Indian judiciary system, to the Australian judiciary, he, he does. The way he does this is, um, when you utter the word mantra, Om, it forms a chimatica pattern, and that's a sacred geometry. He is called the Yantra. He is able to sit in the center of the yantra and analyze the truth. And he has done brilliant by doing that. So he doesn't look for sources. He does something called speed reading, where he can read thousands of pages of a uh, book in like a literally like a short period of time. Mm-hmm. He can discern it and spit it out and he can go into the Sphota thing. Which he calls it the spota thinking, S-P-H-O-T-A. He All goes right. into the Shri Yantra, sits in the middle of the Shri Yantra, which is called the Bindu and he discerns the right information. And it is fascinating. Hmm. What I would suggest is not to follow gurus. I'm not a big fan of Sadhguru. I think he's totally a deep state guy. This is my own interpretation. I was when a person,
2: at, yeah, he is, I've been worried about him.
3: He he is something to be worried about. The humanity needs to be worried about him.
2: Do you he, think the deep um, state made him?
3: Absolutely, he talks in the UN. Who who is allowed to talk in the UN? Right. Really, you and I cannot <gasps> go into the UN and talk.
2: He this man can. Stuff that makes me think he's bad news.
3: He is bad news. Yeah. Absolutely b- bad news. One of the things about Sanatana Dharma is you don't follow gurus. The ways gurus lived in ancient India, they were all twelve strand maharishis. They had nil ego, zilch. Mm-hmm. They taught the they they downloaded information from the akasha, and then they pr- gave it to the children. They yeah. did not come up on their own. Sadhguru, on the other hand, comes up on a lot of things on his own, and he's a fraud. People he need to call him out that. on that. He's a total fraud. I would not believe him for a second. Um, and exactly. and for me, right from when I was young, I wanted things from my own. I didn't want a guru because there's a lot of gurus. There are a lot of priests in the Christian community. There's a lot of gurus in the Hindu community. There's a lot of Buddhist monks in the Hindu community, Buddhist community, and there is the Dalai Lama who everybody thinks is a great deal. No.
2: Actually, there's terrible things about him too. The Dalai yeah, Lama. he's so horrible.
3: He is part of the deep state. He's the he is state. part of the, he's part of the, because here's the thing. Someone came and told me, Oh, do you know that Dalai Lama eats meat? I said, who fucking cares?
1: That makes the, you know what I
3: mean? <laughs> he not, he does not make the choice for me that I can eat. Meat. It gives people a lot of excuse. Listen, eat meat, don't eat meat. It's up to you, but don't use Dalai Lama as an ex- excuse to eat meat. It's bad news.
2: He also got so, vaccinated and promoted the vaccine.
3: Anybody who's promoting the vaccine is part of the deep state. Yeah. Anybody.
2: And actually Sadhguru promoted the vaccine too.
3: You know, he kind of mixes it up so that people don't uh, find out who he is. He's very clever in that. He kind of mixes it up. Yeah. Once in a while he'll say this and, but my thing is, I think he's a Freemason because uh, there is centers for Freemason all around India. All through India, there are Freemason centers. I think he's a, a lot of gurus belong to the Freemason. Vivekananda was a Freemason. Yeah. So we have to be careful with what's coming out. Um, yeah. We need to get into our own, uh, you know, knowledge and wisdom and deep well, and, and drink out of it. And that takes courage. You know, that takes, you know, even though I know so much, I still wobble. That's part of my journey. But yeah. don't wobble and fall into someone else's suspect. And that's the worst thing you could do for yourself. Yeah. So I, I do not listen to Sadhguru at all. I do not listen to Sri Ravi Shankar either. Um, I think uh, everybody is hocus-pocus. They don't know what they're talking about. They're also disseminating information that is not true. Mm. Uh, especially Sri Ravi Shankar. He's trying to uh, propagate this LGBTQ thing in a big time by using Hinduism. Oh,
2: my God. Th-
3: yeah, they're all part of this whole big plan. Yeah. So... Um, read this it'll give you some information you know uh even mitch can read it because it speaks a lot of truth Uh, and mitch if you read this this man knows christianity in and out so watch out yeah he does
0: i'm open i had a i had a question though um Mm -hmm. you know i'm 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 listening and um to the stuff you're saying and kind of a common thread and i just wanted to see if you you know as a summary if if this sounds about right as as far mm-hmm. as what you are saying here and and at least as a part anyway is that your 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 number one thing that we're saying here is that stop listening to all the people out there and figure it out for yourself what you need or or what you want to do is that what you're
3: saying and 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 it's also i want to even add a little bit more because then people have their own ideas and they start thinking that i would say go deeper meditate feel your body feel your experiences and then come to a conclusion because what people do as well this is what my body is saying even spiritualists i'm telling you mitch i've talked to a lot of spiritual people this is what my guides are saying and i'm like no that's not what your guides are saying you're just making it up so that you can do what you want to do so mm-hmm. that's also dangerous. So literally, take your spiritual practice: sit silent, meditate, do yoga, walk, be in nature. These are the, some of the key things that will lead you to the truth. And and that take. And of course, a big part of it is your eating habits. It's so important what we put in our mouth.
2: Do you have a technique for meditation that you would share? Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I really don't what I do is I
2: uh...
0: Shoot. we lost you again
2: this I want this is critical I want to hear this
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got to put another quarter in the machine Mike
2: uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> the operator's Where
2: on there the iPhone I'm trying to put a quarter in here <laughs> <laughs> yeah the operator please deposit
0: a dollar25 for your next. Thirty
1: seconds.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It probably wants Bitcoin or something. (laughs) Hello, I'm back. She's back. Your technique for meditation?
3: Yes, I did. I was talking and it got uh, disconnected. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share share on my experience. Okay, I've done a lot of meditation. What happens with meditation is people find it really hard. Instead. The thing that you're so passionate about, so, so passionate about, do it. When you do it, you get lost. And when you, lo- when you get lost, that where you are is meditative. Sit with nature, just look at the pond, that's meditative. And then sit with yourself. See, the thing is when we're alone, we, don't, we have a minute, we're like, oh, let's, let me reach out to my cell phone and see what's happening. Let me turn the TV on. Why not do nothing and just sit? And that sitting, when you practice it, it naturally takes you to the meditative state. Having said that, Mm -hmm. my most exhilarating experience of meditation was Vipassana. And there are free centers throughout the U.S. They give you free food, free boarding, and you can stay for nine days and get some meditation on you. Can you spell that? I will will send that. V-I-P as in Paul, A as in Apple, S-A-N-A, Vipassana. Okay. And I've done it. There's one clo- There's one in New York, there's one in Chicago, close to Chicago, an hour and a half. Uh, it's it's based on Buddhism, but I'm going to tell you it comes from, the roots are in Hinduism. Uh, yeah. Vipassana is a nine-day meditation, and they say once you do that, you can't go to any other forms of meditation. I don't agree with that. And there are certain concepts about celibacy, which I don't agree either, but the mode of meditation is excellent. Mm-hmm. However, you really have to be prepared for this. For nine days, you can't speak to anyone. You can't look at anyone. You can't look at your phone, no TV, nothing. You're going to sit for 12 hours a day meditating, 12, mm. 14 hours a day.
2: Um, and you, is it like like with a mantra or something?
3: I have no idea what the mantra is. Oh, mantra, no, no, no. Mantra is different. We'll talk about, I, I think we should talk again, guys. I enjoyed this conversation new- so immensely. Yeah. I will talk about mantras when we talk, especially the Gayatri mantra. Uh, we'll talk about it in the next one. And, uh, and Mike, there is an article, this guy has written, Ajit Bhattacharya, an entirely on Gayatri mantra. It is about the morphogenic consciousness field and the quasar. So I'll send it to you. So the mantras are a little different. Mantras take you to that uh, state of meditation, but it's more to that. It's sound resonance and sound frequency healing your DNA. That's what mantras are for. Uh, meditation is the other aspect of it quieting your mind sitting with yourself and feeling your body my thing is one of the things i highly 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 recommend is any emotions that pop up in your body just be with it just be with it just be with it just be with it it. Mm -hmm. don't try to suppress them when we suppress them we're going against the whole meditative state of our body
2: Okay, uh, so you said that the word, when you say om, it creates a, a, a pattern and you said it was some kind of, pa- what was the name of the pattern? It's called Sriyantra,
3: Yantra. I'll, I'll type it in the uh, chat here. Uh, it's called Sriyantra.
2: How do you spell
3: it? Uh, it's S-R-I, Sri, uh-huh. uh, space, Y-A-N, as in Nancy, T-R-A.
2: And it, it, that's a pattern, a Sriyanta pattern?
3: Yes, it's a Shriyantra is a pattern.
2: Okay.
1: It's,
3: it's, uh, it's actually um, the merging of the divine feminine, the divine masculine, and there's more to it. Uh, and that's the one that I was telling this guy sits in the center called the Bindu and looks around. Um, the Shri yantra is a powerful tool and it's a vibratory tool. Mm-hmm. When you say Om in pure water, not dirty water, not like contaminated water, in mm-hmm. pure water, it creates the Shri yantra pattern. Ohm is at the frequency of 7.83 hertz. The the Earth is spinning at the frequency. It has a sound as well. The sound with uh, the Earth is also at 7.83 hertz.
2: Yes, that's what what I understand. Um, Mitch, I want to do another show with her. So can we do that? I'm saying this is the new show, and she's on every
1: show now.
3: <laughs> guys you'll you, you start hating me i still want to love you i have a little bit of ego like i still want to love you to love me so you don't want me on every
2: other show so can i ask you one more thing that really, can...
1: <laughs> like, i hope wait. you didn't have any
2: plans today yeah
1: <laughs> it's such a delight <laughs>
2: For me to talk to you <laughs> I, I, it's really a delight and so i'm Thank so grateful really cool to be speaking to you but like what so what part of india do you live in because obviously cause, cause i live yeah, yeah. Well, oh i'm sorry I, you, yeah, i'm sorry <laughs> go ahead go, go ahead yeah, i didn't let you finish your question well you were saying like in india it sort of depends on like if you want to go to the boondocks you said then india is great so like what yeah what what part of india do you live in
3: I live in Chennai, so here's what happened. What happened in the 60s in the U.S. is happening in India right now. Okay. Just, just think about this. So major cities are all going like, you know, this vaccination stuff is getting crazy. People are taking it to another level. I'm telling you, the worst people on earth are the expats. They all come with a big freaking mask on their face and they just drive me nuts. But otherwise, the, the people who are the simple people, just like, you know, if you go to any small town in the U.S., You know, if you go to the south, people are very different. If you go to Chicago, New York, it's a different deal. That's exactly how it happens here. But the beauty of this place is there is so many ancient temples. And Mike, you're going to love this. All these temples are like some of them are like 3,000, 4,000 years old. And Wikipedia is telling they're all like 1,000 years old. They're all lying through their teeth. Yeah. How do you spell
2: that area that you're in?
3: Chennai, C H E N N A I, Chennai.
2: I think we have, have listeners listen- there.
0: We actually have a a good portion of listeners in India.
3: Oh really? Yeah, have- That's awesome. You know yeah. what? Here's the thing. I I want to offer this. If you guys ever come to India, you have a place to stay.
2: Oh, oh. my gosh! Thank you.
3: Yeah, you do. Just you know, I I just got newly married. I married and uh, got married in February. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Thank you. And me and my husband just set up a three-bedroom apartment. Of course, we live in an expat community, but that's okay. We can ignore, ignore them. Um, <laughs> so, you know, yeah, come around. Uh, we both are very down to earth. We will take you to places. Uh, Chennai is actually a very ancient city, um, and it has a lot of things to offer. Plus, it has that, you know, vibe of, like, that coolness and, like, the Western thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the neighboring area, there's a place called Mahabalipuram, which is a very, very old, ancient city. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've been, everybody that talks to me, I said, come on over. It's beautiful. You'll love it. Just be ready for an adventure and cool new experiences. That's
2: it. That's so cool. I might take you up on that. Just let absolutely, you
3: know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a, I have three bedrooms. What am I going to do?
1: Oh,
3: I'm going to so nice. sleep, sleep in three, three of them. So Mitch, the same to you as well. Please, please do
1: come.
0: Thank you. That would be great. Thank you. And and it was it was really I I, I know I was quiet on the show, but I do enjoy listening to you and 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 hearing what what you have to say. And, you know, I'm always I always listen. So um, just thank you for being on the show. And thank you for 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 spending all this time with us. It it has really been very interesting and 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 I really enjoyed it. So thank you very much.
1: Thank
3: you so much, guys. Thank yeah, you so much. And Mitch, Just wonderful. we need we need people who listen as well. So thank you for listening. And Mike, thank you for talking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Next time I'll talk less and kind of just give you the floor.
1: <laughs>
3: <one>. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know how to talk at all. Like you're going to
1: give me the floor. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Have a good one. It's late for you, I know. Uh, oh, we'll catch okay. up again. I all will... Right. I'll send I'll send a few more artwork um through the email that you guys are sharing okay
2: yeah and and send that the blog guy too okay but, yeah okay. all right I do and then thank we'll, you we'll uh, schedule another call
3: sounds good thank you guys bye Thank you all, all right, right. bye
2: that was great dude yeah you're gonna have to uh calm down <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey can you hear me
2: yeah, now I can hear you. I wonder what's going on with the microphones, though. I don't know. I don't know what's going
0: on with this whole podcast, right? This entire episode.
2: <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy. We keep getting blinked out. Dude, I think it's the intelligence community. Yep. And they who work with the aliens. And so yep. they're like, oh, no, we don't want you saying that stuff.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you were really excited. I mean, you uh, it was great you know we could have well we did talk to her forever but uh that was uh a lot of fun you seem did did you have a lot of fun talking to her
2: yeah i just feel like i talked too much i was just so excited to be speaking to someone who knows all about all the stuff that i've learned you know pretty recently so i didn't get to ask her but i was gonna ask you a question so in the um
0: hindu religion so there's not a god right is there's there's not like a god like we picture a god uh, or, or like people think of like in christianity right you guys just have like an energy is that what they're saying
2: yeah um actually i have been saying it wrong I, I i should get the term correct i think she was it god is a morphid. Well, I think it's okay to say, too, she called it morphogenetic, maybe, or something. I might be getting it wrong. But I, I think it's okay to say morphic field. Um, God is a morphic field. And and so that's a field of energy, actually a field of pure potential that can uh, shape, like shape it, in, turn into anything. And, oh, and okay. like, like morphing, shaping. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and then people describe that field of infinite potential that can take shape. So it, it's a morphic field because it can morph into whatever it wants to, and they describe it as the the most common way. My experience in meditation is it's love. It's meaning love, like formless, timeless, um, pure, unadulterated love. And then and and so that's why I think when christians say god is love i feel like they're 100 percent correct god is the the very energy of love and that love can take different shapes and stuff okay um but then it's not an old man on on a cloud (laughs) yeah it's it's an energy field really
0: but he he could morph into an old man on a cloud oh yeah yeah and and probably frequently does (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> remember that remember that old uh, uh t- remember the tv show or no i guess it wasn't a tv show but the the movie from the i don't know if the 70s or it, it, probably the 70s maybe the 80s oh god our god with uh george burns playing god oh yeah i remember that yeah yeah that was a that was a good uh that was a good movie for the time it was funny it uh you know, what's that is that was that John Denver the
2: singer that was in yeah, it? Yeah, John Denver was in it with George Burns and I think they yeah. I, I think they made like 5 of those, didn't they? I didn't really see the other ones. Yeah. Like oh god, book 2 and then... Yeah. Yeah, but I mean it was
0: that that was back in the day when just comedy was comedy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh but but yeah, that was that's a good one if anybody ever gets a chance to uh Wants to go back in the day and watch a comedy with George Burns. Probably a lot of people. God, think about it. A lot of people don't even know who George Burns is. Probably, but not. but he was just a funny. He was Colonel Sanders kind of. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love George Burns. I yeah, brilliant comedian. Yeah, yeah, funny guy. But that and then that movie um, raised a lot of interesting spiritual questions and then dealt with them comically, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that was a that was a fun movie. I'm not sure any of the sequels were worth anything. Well, I know oh they, God, they made man. one called Oh God You Devil where George <laughs> played God and the Devil, <laughs> and I thought well, that that sounds like it's got potential, but I don't think I ever sat down and watched it. Yeah,
0: no, but the original
2: one where I, I like it where he's all like, "Well, prove to
0: me, <laughs> prove to me that like you're God. Make something miraculous happen," and and he and he's all like, make it rain. And so he he's all like, okay. So they're driving down the road, and God starts to make it rain. And and and, and he was all, and I think if I got it right, uh, um, uh, John Denver, the 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 guys all like, well, that's not really much of a big deal, making it rain. I mean, it could have just been a cloudy day. You know, he's being like that. And then and then God's sitting next to me goes, yeah, but it's raining in the car.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to watch that again. I think I've totally forgotten it, but I remember loving it as a kid.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely... There were uh,
2: like priests and rabbis and stuff and doing like field trips, though, taking uh, religious school students, Sunday school students to go see that movie, though. Oh, wow. Uh, Because, yeah, because they they were like, um, this comically raises real spiritual issues um so it was quite popular but popular in the churches and synagogues and stuff too
0: yeah
2: yeah it was it was a good classic
0: so um i don't know that we'd want to give it any flushes but
2: i don't uh, remember it well enough to i'm afraid if i watched it again now i think it was really dated and dislike it yeah but i can say when i was like i think i was like Nine years old or something when that movie came out that I I thought it was great then I thought it was brilliant. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you were
2: kind of, you know, I,
0: it's it's funny on uh, just going back to the show and and talking to Uma, you know, you were like you reminded me of a little kid in a candy store.
2: It's you exciting know. for me because I don't I I don't really know anybody who who studied and learned what I've learned. I mean, again, I I treasure uh, my conversations with you because you're open minded enough to like hear me and talk about it and debate it. And I love to get your Christian side of it. And I, I mean, we've had some really cool conversations that way, but I don't know anybody who I can sit down with and is like, Oh, yeah. You know, it's this and this and this and it's it's what I know. You know what I mean? Right. It's like yeah. someone. Who, yeah. So that was really refreshing. Plus, she's a very nice woman and very yeah. charismatic and um, personable. And, and so it's just fun to talk to a person like she's very spirited.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, she was. And in fact, um, you know, we've got another episode coming with her. OK. So, um, you know, that's always
2: that's always fun. And um... Well, and I hope we're going to have her on future shows, too. I think she was into that. Well, I, I will say, too, um, since I, we'd already recorded these shows, I keep collapsing going back and forth between acting like, oh, here we go with this brand new interview, and then also realizing, well, no, I was there. We recorded that already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think the other material with her might be, Uh, interesting too because I did feel like I talked too much during the interview because like you said I was a kid in the candy store I was so excited to talk to someone who knows about all this stuff that I've learned but I think I talked too much and so in in um, the later material um, I backed off completely and tried to tried to stay quiet and and then have you as a Christian like talk to her more than me to sort of like, um, get into all of those issues, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and that was, and that was fun. So that's coming up on, on, you know, our, our next episode with her and it, you know, it is actually, um, different. It, It is an opportunity for me to, you know, I, I was able to, um, think about these shows and like you said, listen to the information. And then I, you know, I had some questions about some experiences in my life. And so, yeah, it's a it's a definitely an intriguing conversation going forward. So and
2: for know. those of you who are irritated by me, you won't hear much of me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Say
2: it is. isn't so <laughs> um, no, no, I, I specifically zipped it. I was like, all right, I'll let Mitch talk. And I know. That the other episodes, again, like you just said, raised a lot of questions to your mind. So let him get that stuff out and get get that resolved. And uh, so it's the Christian strikes back. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode was was um, a new Hindu, and then the next <laughs> episode was the Christian strikes back, <laughs> followed by the return. Uh, well, um, it'll be the return of um, Christ consciousness, or the return of uh, the return of the spiritual age, or the return of the spiritual being for everyone. I think. <laughs> See, like you as a Christian say Jesus Christ is coming back, and yes. I, with, with with what I've learned, um, say it's Christ consciousness returning. But in both descriptions of that event. What happens for humanity is that we all become very spiritual.
0: Yeah. Well, we all I, get out, for,
2: well, first, we all get our asses kicked. Yeah, that's what's happening now. Yeah. And then, in my opinion, like after that, we're all going to be really spiritual. <laughs> we're going to be something. We're going to be something, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People get ready. People get ready, man. We're going to be all happy and spiritual soon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 2 men with a mic is produced at close on a hanger studios you can reach them at the number2menwithamike.com